The United Kingdom started giving out the first doses of Pfizer's COVID vaccine. Yet the vaccine is starting in the UK and then coming here. But your one annoying friend will be like, I actually like the original British version better. Vaccine recipient number two is perhaps the most famous person in the history of England. The second person to receive the job was 81-year-old William Shakespeare. (laughs) Was his blood type B or not B? According to a new report, more than half of New York City firefighters say they will not get a coronavirus vaccine when one becomes available, which means that next year's sexy firefighter calendar might only go through August. Studios. This, this is After Nine with Scott and Kat. Uh, you didn't even feel bad for me. You didn't, I didn't not feel even, bad for you. Not you even an about? ounce of, oh, are you okay? I closed, my, I closed my chapstick lid on my finger and it hurt a lot. Like, it's red. And oh, is it red? Called, oh, I didn't realize it was red. And then you called me a dumbass or something like that. I think I said you dumb bitch. Yeah, it, it's okay. <laughs> but I, I was teasing. It was said with love. I even called myself a dumb bitch. That was stupid. What am I, new? Uh, well, hey, you, at least you didn't close it on your lip. That's That would be really fucking stupid. Like, then I'd be a real moron. Mm-hmm. Um... Listen, accidents happen from time to time. I'm sorry that that happened to you. All I can suggest is that the pain will go away if you get a COVID shot. (laughs) Here, go line up. Go line up. Do it. Uh, Fuck, the health minister just opened up a can of worms that needed to be open. But, I mean, fuck, doesn't make it any easier. It's an awkward conversation. She flat out said, no, we're not going to make the vaccine mandatory in Ontario. But if you don't get it, you may encounter restrictions from private businesses and so on and so forth, because there are businesses like movie theaters and stuff that might say, if you don't have a vaccination, you can't come in the theater. All there is to it. So I don't know um, if that'll happen. I mean, logistically and practically, given that it's a really slow rollout here in Canada, I'm pretty sure movie theaters would like you to pay your $16 and sit in a seat and watch a movie rather than tell you you can't come in because you don't have a shot when we don't even have shots available. So I don't think it's going to come to that. I really don't. I wouldn't be surprised if some professions say, yeah, if you want to work in healthcare, you need the shot. I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. Um, but as far as making it mandatory, I don't see it. I No, I don't see it being mandatory either. And I think it's a fine thing to bring up because it is a discussion that will need to be had. And I think it's totally fair if you're a business and you don't want people uh, participating in whatever your event might be or going to your movie theater and you decide that's what's best, then fine. Then, if you don't, don't, then continue on doing what you're doing right now. Like if you're not going to get the shot and, and you can't go to the theaters, then uh, keep doing whatever you have been doing. You know, I, you know, I just it's don't funny, see it that big a deal. All the uh, the people who don't want to get the vaccination, and if you've read all the research and you truly understand what an mRNA vaccine is, because this one you don't actually get the virus injected into you, like in some previous vaccines, uh, this one is fairly new technology, and it doesn't require a lot of studying because they're not putting actual virus in you. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you've still read up on it and you've still decided, I don't want to get it, that's fine. But the people who are saying, hell no, they're not sticking me with a needle, in a lot of cases are the same ones saying, why are the fucking planes still landing? Why are we letting people in here that are sick? Okay, well, you can't have it both ways. If you want vaccination enforced at a border to make sure that we don't let sick people in, 
then it goes the other way. There are other countries who inevitably will probably say you can't come to our country unless you're vaccinated. It has nothing to do with us, but other countries can do whatever the hell they want. Sure. Given that you can fly to Barbados and St. Lucia and Dominican Republic and so on and so forth right now in the middle of the pandemic, I don't see many of the countries that you might want to go to enforcing a vaccine policy. But either way, the government has said you'll get a proof of vaccination just in case somebody asks for it. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm getting the shot. It'll be the first shot I've had in years, but I am going to get one. Uh, The proof of vaccination. Yeah, that's cool. Actually, somebody mentioned to me that, uh, Scott, you should just go over to the UK and get a shot because you're a citizen. And it never occurred to me. Oh, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, but who wants to spend that much money on a shot? That plane ticket's not cheap. Well, I would kind of want to go and have a few pints. In, in Glasgow. Oh, that makes it worth it. I'll fly over there for a few beers, get a needle, and come back. Yeah, I have family over there. I still wouldn't forget the dough right now. Yeah. Anyway, uh, today is not about uh, COVID. Let's get to a few things. First and foremost, congratulations to one of our colleagues. I've never actually met him, but I certainly have a ton of respect for him. Howard Stern. What is he, 60, 64, he's, 66? Uh, yeah, he's about to, I think he's 62, 60, yeah, some, mid 60. Let's go with mid 60s. Mid-60s, just signed a a five-year contract extension with Sirius XM for $600 million. And he says part of the reason he did it is because now he's working from home. It's even easier. He doesn't have any excuses to not do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been following this pretty – maybe just because I'm a radio nerd, but I've been following this story because I wondered. When I knew that the contract was up at the end of the year, I thought – who who wouldn't if you're a podcasting company like Spotify, okay? Top of your game. Who wouldn't try to, hey, sway him over this way? Why don't you do podcasting? Why not? Like, that makes a lot of sense. And Spotify already grabbed Joe Rogan, right? So why not make this massive move? It would put them on top and likely put SiriusXM maybe even out of business. I don't know. I don't know what their financial situation is. Didn't look into that. But well, if you can listen to a free podcast as opposed to paying 12 to yes. $14 a month to hear Stern, yeah. and he's only on live for, what, two hours per show, three times a week, and only about 35 weeks a year. Yeah. He's but not on very much. Here's the key, though, because I didn't know this part when I assumed that Spotify would just grab him and run with him. No, because SiriusXM has the rights to his back catalog. You just mm-hmm. Like you just mentioned, that new content, there's not a lot of it. It's mostly the repeats that people will listen to. And because he's been on for so many years, if you're listening, there's a good chance that you haven't heard whatever's on at the time that you switch it on, one of his several channels that SiriusXM hosts so his back catalog is so massive they own it until 2027 so even if he tried to jump ship even if spotify could give him that much money let's say they offered him 100 million a year but it's a fresh start new stuff why why would you if if you're spotify even because you know that sirius xm is going to continue to play howard stern and you have no legal right to steal any of that you can't use it so it all makes sense at the end of the day except for the fact that 120 million dollars a year is fucking crazy but he, he, he's probably worth it. Yeah, he probably is. You know what? There's certain stern moments that I think people generally like, like his 9-11 show. He stayed on late that day and he covered it from New York City. People would be disappointed if they if Stern went all podcast, but they couldn't hear some of those back moments that he likes to play a right. lot, like yes. usually every 9-11. That's exactly it, right? It, that, that's the point that, that I think Spotify went, oh, no, can't do that. Because I know that you're still going to be competition to me, SiriusXM. If I get to take all the shit and I get to have him and everything that comes along with him in one little package, yeah, fuck off. But SiriusXM will still profit from that. 
Hey, listen, podcasting is a lucrative thing, but apparently so is satellite. So I don't blame Stern for taking the deal and staying on Sirius XM. He's the reason they're in business today. Let's face it. When they first launched and people were like, wait a second, you want me to pay to listen to the radio? I was getting it for free yesterday and now you want $15 a month? He made people do it. Millions of them did Yeah, it. actually, I was reading this stat, and I don't even think that this is true. I think this is way off. But the recent stat about SiriusXM's uh, and the research that they did if they lost Stern is that they believe about 15 to 20% of their clients would drop if Stern left. Mm-hmm. I think that's too low. I think there would way be low. much more that would, that would leave. And I think they know that. That's why they're paying him $600 million over five years. What a great deal he's got, too. He's got a great apartment in New York. He just sits in his room and does his show, and everything is all well and good. He's got a nice little army of people that work underneath him that put everything together. Eh, easy peasy. Uh, Good for Howard. And that doesn't even include all the book deals and all that sort of shit that he's got going. Yeah, that's right. Kids making money. Certainly is. Uh, I'd like to get your take on this. I assume when somebody wants to be a Santa Claus at the mall, they go through some pretty extensive training or is it just sort of like a crash course? What do you think? Training. Yeah. I mean, you probably have to show that you can do it um, aside from all the security checks that you have to pass and all of that other stuff. You have to be a personable person, I would imagine. Although I've met my fair share of not so personable Santa Clauses. Really? Yes. Oh, you know what, though? You're absolutely right. Now that I think about it, some of them are real dicks. Yeah. The They're one just taking the check, right? They don't the, give a shit about the kids. Oh, the one last year, the guy wouldn't even fucking smile. Like, it was insane. Why are you here if you're not happy to be here? Like, there's other people that probably would have dressed in this suit and done this. But anyway. Here's the situation. It's a mall in Illinois woman took her kid to go and see Santa. And apparently you can do that in America. Here, Santa's in like a glass box and you're distanced from him and you got to stand at a certain angle so it looks like you're close to him, but you're really not. Uh, Apparently parts of America, it's a free-for-all. Okay, fine. So they went to the Harlem Irving Plaza in Norwich, Illinois, two days ago. Kid sits on Santa's knee. Hey, Santa. This year, I want a Nerf gun for Christmas. <laughs> Santa looked at the kid, <laughs> just looked straight in his eyes and said, no guns, not even a Nerf gun. Whoa, Santa. Mom's name is Sabella. She was quite angry about this and blasted Santa on Facebook, complaining that that man in the Santa suit let his own personal beliefs steal her son's Christmas magic. (laughs) So the mall saw this and they were like, oh, fuck. (laughs) All right. There's certain things you got to deal with in a pandemic, right? Santa being a dick is not something you think you should have to deal with. So they wrote her back and apologized and informed her. Santa is the latest one walking the unemployment line. They fired him for it. Yeah. Is that a fireable offense yeah. if you're Santa to tell a kid no? Yeah, that's not your job, dude. Just, just smile and nod. And if you really don't like whatever the kid says, just leave it alone and move on. Yeah, no, it's not up to you. It's You're not... Newsflash, you're not actually fucking Santa. Like, I don't know if this guy needed someone to tell him. (laughs) Maybe he thinks he is. Like, maybe this guy's that fucking delusional that he thinks he actually can control what that kid's going to get for Christmas. How about you back your personal shit out of it? Like, 
if, if that kid said something that was extremely, uh, you know, it was a red flag, something was wrong at home, yes, that's when you step in personally. But unless someone seems like they're maybe in danger, it's a fucking Nerf gun. Dude, leave it alone. Okay, but what about those people, though, who do firmly believe that that's a gateway thing and you don't put any guns in kids', ha- kids hands because then they'll want to grow up and get the real ones? Oh, my God. That doesn't happen. That is not – there's – do you know how many – Fucking people I know that played with Nerf guns, myself included, and I hate guns. I hate guns. I played with Nerf guns all the fucking time as a kid. That that has nothing to do with it. It's like the same with the video game thing. You want to use that as an excuse to why certain people decide to grow up and be complete fucking assholes or psychopaths? Fine. But that's not, there's no link there. Okay. a Nerf gun. Oh, it's a fucking Nerf gun. Coming up, I do want to talk about the the threesomes and The Bachelor from last night because Kat shocked the shit out of me this morning when we started having our pre-morning show meeting. I had no idea what went down, and I watched The Bachelor last night. So that's coming up. Uh, I'll do a little mention here for Krispy Kreme because it's delicious. This Saturday, for those who haven't looked ahead, is December the 12th, 12-12 is the day of dozens. Krispy Kreme gets real into this. So this year, if you buy a dozen donuts on Saturday, you get another dozen for a dollar. That's a good deal, right? That's a... Do you know how many... I'm already... Sorry, I'm picturing the lineup already. Because you know That's how... That's the thing. Whenever they do a promo like that, and there's only a couple of locations in and around Ontario where we are, Mississauga being the one I know being very, very popular, that lineup's going to be stupid. At the best of times, it weaves in and out of, fuck, the Canadian Tire there must be livid. They must be livid because they just opened up a Canadian Tire. Like, there's dozens of them all over the southern Ontario. But then a Krispy Kreme goes in in the parking lot and boom, all their customers are trapped in there because of the lines snaking all the way around Mm -hmm. to try and get a dozen donuts for a buck. Now, as far as deals go, that's a great deal. The lineup, though, is probably going to be to Milton. It's going to be fucking nuts because if you tell somebody they can have a dozen Krispy Kremes for a dollar, they're going to lose their shit. Yeah. yeah. People will be lined up at 4 a.m. And I would imagine uh, with gatherings being as small as they are, I worry about how many people will eat in one sitting with that many donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no one's coming over this year, but these are all mine. Oh, you know what, though? Once you get that first bite. It's addictive. You know their donuts, how they dip them in Coke, and you just like, I'm kidding. They don't dip them in Coke, but it's highly addictive, whatever it is. (laughs) They might as well. You know what? Let's just say they might as well because it's got that kind of an addictive power over you. They're delicious. I can't tell you the number of times I've walked into a Krispy Kreme, seen that little glazed waterfall, and thought, maybe today's going to be the day I risk it all and just stick my head underneath that waterfall because that looks delicious. Imagine that, taking a mouthful okay. of Krispy Kreme ice. I would love to see that ar- that arrest report. I would love it. To be honest, I'm shocked nobody's done it yet. There's some real assholes out there that are probably thinking, yeah, I could risk it all for this. No problem. The- oh, and speaking of risk it all, and speaking of Mississauga, did you see this asshole last night that was driving around with a dresser on the roof of his Volkswagen? This is so good. So bad, but so good. This guy, and I'm assuming it was like an online transaction, like a Kijiji or or something like that. It didn't look like a new dresser. Let's put it that way. No, it's, I don't think he walked into the brick and got it. And when you go to a furniture store, most of the time, you can have the option to have it delivered. If you buy from somebody, it doesn't necessarily come with delivery. So this person goes, and, and rather than be prepared, like having uh, even bungees aren't recommended because they stretch, but rather than having rope... 
to secure the dresser to the roof of his little sedan, he used fucking Gorilla Tape. Gorilla he tape. taped a dresser to the roof of his car. Now, they specify Gorilla Tape in this report. Which is pretty fucking good, by the way. Which, That's good tape. If you're Gorilla Tape, you're like, yep, I'll take that, thanks. But still, you can't tape a dresser to the roof of your car no. and then go booking it down the 410 at 120 kilometers an hour. Newsflash, Gorilla Tape does not fix the stupidity there. It, uh, it will fix a lot <laughs> of things. It fixes everything else it fixes, except for that. Yeah, everything but. Uh, let's do a follow-up here on the college admission scandal from yesterday. Did you watch that Red Table talk? I did watch most of it, yeah. I found a little bit, I found it to be a little bit repetitive as it went. Like, she, Olivia Jade, who's Lori Loughlin's daughter, by the way, speaking out for the first time, in case you haven't seen it. She actually was not allowed to speak because of legal reasons, and they were involved in the legal battle for, for many, many months. And she's a beauty influencer, a YouTube influencer, and for a long time she stopped doing what she was doing because of this. Uh, she was embarrassed, she admitted she kind of crawled into a hole for several months and then wasn't even allowed to talk about it if she wanted to so here we are where her parents are both in prison um both serving their own sentences it's possible her mom will be out by christmas it's always a possibility uh but her dad will be in much longer and she still sticks to that she really didn't know that this was happening uh Mm -hmm. that the college admission scandal was a thing um she found out kind of same time everyone else did and it must have been an it must have been awkward you know when you're in her position if she's telling the truth all of a sudden you see this news or people texting you saying, what the fuck did your mom do? And you go, I seriously have no idea what you're talking about. And then you click on the news and you remember when this broke. It was everywhere. And sitting there going, this is about me. This is about what my parents did. My parents gave half a million dollars for me to go to college. And up until that point, by the way, she talks shit about college on all their YouTube videos. She talks about skipping class. Like, oh, I'm supposed to be in class right now, but who cares? Like, I don't even want to go. She wasn't interested. But the parents apparently were very, very pushy with their kids in terms of you need to go to college. And now we know behind the scenes, they basically paid their way in. So it is embarrassing. I actually, I do feel for her, although... You know, I feel for her as much as I could in this scenario. I really did. But over and over and over again, she uh, she did apologize. She said she does not want any pity. And her parents apologized to her, too. Have a listen to a bit of what happened yesterday on Red Table Talk. Your mom's been in prison for a few weeks. Yeah. Your dad just went. Yes. How's that been? It's been hard. I think for anybody, no matter what the situation is, you don't want to see your parents go to prison. Yeah. But also, I think it's necessary for us to move on. Right. I think that although I've had a really strong relationship with my mom and my dad my whole life, I was definitely confused when this all came out and I went and confronted them about everything. They didn't really have much to say except like, I'm so sorry. I like really messed up in trying to give the best to you and your sister. Do you really believe that this was all the parents or Lori Loughlin specifically and she didn't know what was going on? Okay, so like Lori Loughlin and and Massimo and her husband, 100% I do. Uh, And the reason is because I mentioned uh, Olivia, I I don't think Olivia knew. I really, I don't know about her older sister, Becca, Becca, I believe is her name. Is it Becca? I know she. Isn't that be funny? Because she was Aunt Becky on Full House. Anyway, her older sister, whoever her, whatever her name is, I forget, hasn't talked. Um, I, I truly believe 
that she didn't know and that I, I do believe she has the type of parents that really wanted them to go to school. And when you drag up past interviews of Lori Loughlin, even there's one with her daughters that she did on whatever platform it was, let's say Entertainment Tonight, she said, I really want my girls. My girls must go to college and have that experience that I never had. That is important to me and my husband. So you knew right there. There's proof in the pudding of you You really wanted it to happen. So there is that. There's also her not really giving a shit. I mean, if she was really in on it and wanted it, wouldn't she have actually wanted the education? But she's, I mean, as they kind of put it without putting it this way, she's a, she was a privileged white chick. You know, and she was just used to getting everything she wanted and having to just go along with whatever her parents said so that she continued to get her fucking money that they gave her, that they handed her. And her parents are very wealthy. Um, both of them are well off. And she admitted actually a lot about about white privilege specifically. Let me ask you if you have a clear understanding of what white privilege really is now. I understand that I just based off my skin color, I already had my foot in the door and I was already ahead of everybody else. Right. I think right. 100% I can recognize that. I was looking for something to work with because I haven't been doing much and I'm like, I want to work with something and feel good mm-hmm. and I want to give back. You want to give back. Yeah. To children who want as privileged. Exactly. And putting time into it too. And I'm just at the beginning and I want to continue doing stuff and finding more things to do, but not just throw money at a problem, you know, like I want to invest myself. That last minute mea culpa there. I mean, sure. That's the right thing to say to make people think, oh boy, this little act of contrition here. And she knows what she did wrong. I don't know. I mean, I just can't imagine that this was happening and she was not a part of it in some way. How could she be completely oblivious to all this, I guess, is what I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I have to think that given how much she benefited, even she must know she's a fucking idiot. She must have asked, huh, how the hell did I get into UCLA? Mom, what'd you do? I would at least ask a few questions if I know I'm getting something that I'm not qualified to get. If the police phoned me and said, hey, we're going to make you a cop, I'd think to myself, okay, but why? I don't really deserve to be a cop. I've never been trained to be a cop. I'm not qualified to be a cop. Well, you know is, what I mean? Is there anything to she's she's young and she's learning. She's I mean, people like you're not that smart at that. You think you're fucking smart as hell when you're 20 years old, when you're 19 years old or however old she is. You think that you know everything about everything, but you don't. And you do learn a lot as you get older. You're smart enough now at this stage in your life to ask those questions. I don't know how how much she really knew from the beginning. But it does seem like at least she's working on it. She's working on it. And she doesn't just want to throw money at it, as she said. So, You feel bad for her? Um, I don't feel bad. No, no. I have a few feelings. None of them are pity. None of them really are pity for her at all. No. Hmm. Okay, fair. I'm going to give you a scenario. You tell me how you uh, react in this situation. You're at work. You're having a fucking day. Boom. Phone goes off. Oh, it's a text. Oh, it's a picture. It's a nude. Oh, my God, that's grandma. Whoa. What's your next move? Um, throw Are you ignoring it? Phone. Are you replying to grandma? Are you saying put some fucking clothes throw on? Throw my phone in the river. Yeah. Burn it and then scratch your own eyes out, right? Absolutely. Uh, you can't do that. You still won't be able to get that image out of your head. <laughs> it still won't go away. Like a lifetime of trauma. That's right. So here's the situation. We've got a woman. She's at work. And this is from TikTok that we can see this. Somebody posted it there. I'm going to guess she's a nurse or works in healthcare because she's wearing scrubs. 
Somebody filmed her for TikTok listening to a voicemail that she got. Hey. Actually, you know what? We can play the voicemail right here. Listen to this. Raven, this is your grandmother. I apologize so much. I sent you pictures. I pushed your name by mistake. I meant to send it to my friend. Please delete that picture from your group. Please, Grandma, baby. Grandma, when I looked up at my thing and I seen that, I felt so bad. I was sending it to Brian. Oh, my gosh. Poor Grandma. It sounds like Grandma's distraught about this, too. Sure. Grandma's probably mortified. She's still not 100% comfortable with the texting technology. And as great as iMessage is, it's not something that you can, uh, we're not there yet, where you can just send a picture and then recall that picture. I don't think you can do that, can you? You can't recall a picture that you send someone, can you? I, I think that there's this, I don't know. I, we should really learn these things so that we know. Isn't there a way that you can re, re like take away um, a message? But I don't know if it's if it's a text, you could do that to a text message. I'm really not sure through iMessage anyway. So grandma feeling a little, little fucking horny granny tries to send a nude off to her buddy, Brian and sends it to her granddaughter instead. Instead, then you've got to make that fucking call of shame. Like, Hey, delete the photo. Don't look at the photo. Forget the photo. Let's never talk about this again. It never happened. I am going to church. That's the sort of thing that you don't want to happen in your life. Snap a nude and accidentally send it to the yeah. wrong person. Yes. That's br- Have you ever have you ever done that before, by the way? Sent a nude to the wrong person? Yeah, or anything embarrassing. Doesn't have to be a nude, but anything where it was like supposed to be a text to your girlfriend or whatever and you send it to the wrong person. One time, it was a work thing. I was uh, sitting in the car waiting for my daughter who was doing horseback riding at the time. And a work email came out, and I was not thrilled with this work email, so I meant to reply to the person who sent it. Instead, I replied all, and it was full of some pretty colorful language and some pretty serious accusations. Whoa! (laughs) But that was the problem with the stupid Blackberry Pearl. It was too easy to do shit like Uh that. Fuck. In any case, listen... Feeling bad for grandma. I get it. I just don't know how you go back to normal after you've seen grandma snapping titty shots to her buddy. I want to know more about this Brian fella. And if you're the grandkid in the situation, if you're her, aside from the fact that you just got a grandma's titties texted to you, are you wondering now? Are you asking questions about your friend Brian? No friends and photos like that. I'd say grandma down. Yeah, unless Brian is uh, doing some sort of a remote mammogram or something like that, <laughs> I, I don't think you need to send Brian a picture of your boobs, Grammy. Remote mammogram. <laughs> well, seriously. <laughs> but, hey, listen, low-key, I think we would all like to think that our elders are happy in their situation, and maybe... Even though you're old, you don't lose the fire. Maybe she just wants to get laid and she's trying to hook it up. And uh, don't pretend you've never done something sexy to try and woo the, a member of uh, or someone that you're interested in. That's what grandma did, too. Yeah. Grandma's the real human. victim in all of this is Brian waiting for his fucking nude to come poor through. Poor Brian sitting there. Fucking blue ball still there. <laughs> oh, poor Brian. I wasted his- another Viagra waiting for that <laughs> picture to come through. <laughs> yeah, I got his blue pill, his Vaseline ready to go. Poor fucker. <laughs>
Um, is it unprofessional to put an emoji in a work email? Well, I mean, I, I've done it. <laughs> so you yeah, me tell too. me. <laughs> Only just recently, though. And they say it is a relatively new phenomenon, but there's a lot more people that are using emojis in actual official work correspondence, namely because we all text so much and we're all so used to using those emojis. Mm -hmm. You got to draw the line on it somewhere, though. Like if somebody sends me an email at work, I can't just reply with a shrugging email like I don't fucking know. (laughs) You should, though. That would be great. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Ask someone else. So here's the question. Do you think it's actually unprofessional to use an emoji in a work email? You know, and probably the answer would be probably yes. But uh, can we not put an asterisk on it depends who you're sending it to? Like if I'm sending it to a colleague as opposed to a superior, I don't think it's a big deal. Like if I send you an email about something that we're doing on the show and I added a laugh out loud emoji, I know you wouldn't think of it as non-professional and vice no. versa. If we maybe if we had a, it was a serious conversation or a serious email that we were sending to our boss. Yeah, I mean, you could probably cut back on the old emojis on that one. of people have used emojis at work in the past three months. 31% of people say that is unprofessional. Basic math tells us that means some people both use emojis and think they're unprofessional as they're doing it. Yeah. The hypocrisy is outrageous. Yeah. Well, some people just know. Hey, do I I know that this isn't all right? Yeah. Do I do it anyway? Yeah. I don't really care. Before we get to the threesomes, uh, The Bachelor last night, you shocked the shit out of me this morning. (laughs) Guys, it was like quarter after five. (laughs) Kat and I are just having our pre-show conversation. And I'm like, yeah, fuck, thank God. Bennett's gone off The Bachelorette. He was a pain in the ass. Blah, blah, blah. And then you told me he's not gone. Yeah, I, I fell like, asleep what? at like 10 to 10 last night and apparently oh, missed the most dude. essential 10 minutes of the show. Dude, it was, you know what? Good for you, though, because you went to bed nice and peaceful thinking that everything was fine. I had to go to bed knowing it wasn't. This guy, okay, I got to say, I really liked him in the beginning a lot. I thought that he was charming. He seemed pretty smart, you know, aside from the fact. Seems like he's got it together. Yeah, he seems like a pretty well-rounded guy. But then there was a lot of weird things that he was saying. Long story short, guys, so Tasha decides to kick him off the show in the beginning of the episode. At the end of the last cliffhanger, it was him and another guy, and she basically had to pick one. I thought she should have gotten rid of both of them, but that's me. But decided to let him go and keep the other guy there. Well, he comes back, so fast forward a full day, he ends up coming back. And then he sounded, I mean, he really brought out the big guns with this one. He he just threw out the L-bomb. Hello, Tasha. Hi, can we speak for a minute? Our goodbye was so bizarre, so surreal. I, I just I couldn't even fathom what just happened. And I was thinking of all of these things that I hadn't been able to share with you. You know, sometimes you don't realize things until they're gone. And I realized in that moment that I love you. Yeah. Incoming! Yeah. Incoming! We yeah. got an L-bomb! Yes. Everybody take cover! Yes! I mean, literally, you've known her for two weeks. Calm to fuck down. Honestly, though, they do that so much in that show. And it was I think that that's his way of hoping that that's his ticket back in. I don't know what his deal is. I really don't. Some people 
it's almost like cuffing them, right? If you drop an L-bomb, it's almost like you're guilting them. And then the we- then the worst part is, so I'm thinking in this moment, like, oh, Tasha's going to be like, oh, dude, I'm going to walk you out again for the second time. No, she didn't. She's going to sleep on it. And now there's another cliffhanger for next week. It's crazy. Let's break this down just a little bit here. You dump somebody around 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. It's not going to work. Let me walk you to your car. That's it. Not even a hug. Just peace out, fucker. See you later. We're done. Then they show up at your house that night, drop an L-bomb, and tell you they disagree with your decision. (laughs) That's never okay. Well, the messed up part about it, too, if I may add, for the people who don't watch the show that are like, this is crazy. The craziest part to me is that the reason why Taisha dumped Bennett over Noah, those were the two guys I was telling you about, the reason why she dumped him is because she felt as though he he didn't think that she could make a decision for herself. That's the reason she dumped him in the first place was because she was worried that he was worried, sorry, that she'd end up with Noah and that's a bad choice for her. And she said, fuck you, I can make my own choices. So isn't he going back and doing the exact same fucking thing she dumped him for in the beginning, but now she's yeah. got to think about it? He's again telling you he thinks you make shitty choices. So dump his ass. She, he, he spent time yesterday trying to assure her that he wasn't questioning her decision-making, but still at the same time low-key saying, yeah, he's not the right one for you. You're making a mistake if you pick him. Then he went back and did it again when he said, yeah, you've made a mistake. You shouldn't have broken up with me. Listen, you both have to agree to have a relationship. You both have to be in on it to say, okay, Mm -hmm. we're going to be a couple. One person can't say, yeah, we're in a relationship and the other person's not in it. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, Dude, you've got to move on. I'm sure there's girls out there that take one look at Bennett and think, there is a piece of meat that I want. Yeah, I mean, he's a good-looking dude. He's like very Tom Cruise-like, that kind of vibe, or young Tom Cruise, uh, you know, that kind of thing. But sometimes the things he says, I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Harvard-educated, he's got a lot going for him. One thing, though, that I do feel bad for him on is one of the knocks against him is people say, well, you're pretty condescending when you talk to people. I honestly think he comes by it honestly. I don't think he realizes that what he's saying is condescending. Right. That's in his mind. Right. He's probably doing positive reinforcement. Yeah. Like when he was telling Noah, yeah. hey, you're an emotional idiot. A lot You've of those- got to do this and that. Yeah. A lot of those people lack the self-awareness of it. You're absolutely right. That's the piece that's missing for him is he's actually not aware of what he's saying. He thinks it's coming out a certain way, but it's not. I'd like you to tell me if I was condescending. You probably won't, but I'd like you to. I don't think we need any kind of genius from Harvard to figure that one out. I I took a fucking online course yesterday on microaggression. Shoot me. And how'd you do? What did you think? Yeah. (laughs) Tell me. No, I mean, it was... I just never heard it called microaggression before, but some of the little low key things that you do are microaggressive and all that stuff adds up over time. It was a very enlightening course. I'm glad I took it. I seriously don't think it needed to be an hour and a half, but I took it and it was just one of those mandatory courses that I had to take to get another certification in something else that I'm working on. Uh, Before we wrap things up for today, here's one of those marriage milestones that you don't hear a lot of people talk about publicly. There's an app called 3Fun. We've talked about it before. It's for people that are looking to hook up a threesome. 
They asked couples on the app, members, if you will, to share the point in their marriage when they first started discussing having a threesome. When is too soon to say to your partner, you know what would be great is if there was one more of you here with us here in this bedroom or hot tub or park or well, car or wherever the fuck you're doing it first of all asking asking people that are have an app for threesomes this question you're gonna get a different answer than if you ask the average person off the street they're already sure. on a fucking threesome app yep though these are people that have made a decision that they want to have a threesome they're doing it yes when in the relationship did it happen and you're absolutely right this is not for everybody there's some people who have no interest in it some people think it's uh, unsanitary, gross. I mean, there's any number of reasons somebody yeah. might be opposed to it. a form of cheating. Uh, all of that, all of the above. Sure, there's some people who are just a little insecure. Either they don't want someone else to see them naked, or they're afraid that their partner will like the other person better. I get it. Sure, it's not for everybody. But from the people who are having threesomes, how did you suggest it? When in your relationship did it come up? Thirty-three percent. One in three. Before they even got married. Does that surprise you or does that seem pretty realistic? I guess you'd want to figure out the likes and dislikes of your partner and their comfort levels before you marry them, right? Yeah, it's not like we get married right away to to people anymore. You're usually in a long-term relationship before that happens, so it doesn't surprise me. Unless you're on The Bachelorette. Correct. Unless, (laughs) correct. 24%, one in four, said it was in the first three years of marriage. So that's a tricky one. These are people who wanted to have a threesome, but didn't didn't bring it up before they got married. But right after they got married in the first three years, you know, maybe we should try and make this happen. What do you think? One in four. Do you think they didn't realize they wanted a threesome until after they were married or they didn't bring it up until after they were married? Oh, uh, maybe they didn't realize it could be a number. It could be a number of reasons, I guess. 16% say it was between four and six years. Okay, I mean, hey, uh, a lot of marriages, relationships in general, hit a little bit of a lull at some point, And yeah, you try and freshen things up a bit. 10% said it was between seven and nine years. And 17% said it was after 10 years of marriage. Hmm. Does that come from boredom? Or how does that work? Oh, God, I don't, again, I don't know. I, I'm sure it's all situational, right? Some of them, yeah, maybe they're bored. Others, uh, maybe they have curiosities about the their same sex, right? Hey, all of a sudden, I might be interested in uh, seeing what that's about, seeing about doing a guy, doing a girl, depending on who you are. So, yeah, it may be about curiosity. And the partner says, I don't want you to do that without me. So I'm involved now. So then it becomes a threesome, right? That could be one situation. Honey, I was going through your browser history, and I didn't even know you could do that with a third person. Why don't we make it work? Another thing to think about, too, <laughs> another thing to think about is relationships with people. You know, uh-huh. uh, couples form relationships with people all the time. There could be a situation where the couple's friends with someone. It's a mutual friend. They both trust, and they're around all the time, and there's an attraction there for both of them. And the, I don't know. They, I guess they either hope for the best that that person will be okay with them asking uh, or Whatever, you both have a conversation about, hey, this person's like attractive, man. I think they're a catch. Yeah, so do I. And then that evolves and that snowballs. So it could be someone who's already, it might not be always that you find someone online. Like, let's find someone in a three-way. How do we do this on Craigslist? It could be 
people you know that you're comfortable with. Three funds. When did you come up with the idea of a threesome survey? Also found it's women who are much more likely to propose that threesome. The cliche is that men are the ones seeking to add a third party to the relationship. However, in reality, 63% of wives are the ones who suggested it. Interesting. And, and you know what? I get, again, there's people who feel uncomfortable with it for a lot of different reasons. But for the people who are into it, how was your day going before you got home and your wife said, you know, maybe we should download this app and hook up a threesome? If you think about it, that's almost uh, – I mean, if you're into it and your wife actually comes to you with the idea, that's got to be a grand day. That's when you circle on the cal- – you add it to your iCal and, and repeat every year. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's the anniversary of the day we had our first threesome. That's a big deal in a couple's life. And I wonder how many times – I mean, obviously, if you had that app. Imagine putting that in your fucking iCal. Oh, my God. <laughs> I imagine, though, if you have the app, it went swimmingly for you because you're still on it and you still use it, I guess. But how many times, I wonder, did it happen where you did it, you went with it, whoever it might be, that third person, and you fucking hated it? Yeah, there's – you know what? It doesn't always go well. No. There's a lot of moving parts, so to speak, a lot of moving parts to this. It's a fluid situation. There's shit happening that maybe you've never experienced before, and you're going to see some stuff that maybe you've never seen before. So – Yeah, it takes a little getting used to for some people. It's definitely not for everybody. Highly recommended, but it's not for everybody. I'm kidding. Oh, God. Oh, I mean, you know, to each their own for sure. It's not in my comfort wheelhouse at all, not even close. Um, But, uh, you know, if you're not hurting anybody and you're having a good time and it's uh, it's a couple's deciding it together and that's what makes the both of you happy, as long as that's the truth is that you're both happy because some people will hide that they're not happy about it. They don't like it, but they'll do it for their partner. But anyway, as long as it's in that approach, healthy, then, you know, good on you, man. You go for it. And on that, we'll say thank y'alls for listening. Uh, you can hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, and then you don't have to go looking for the new episodes all the time. You can just hit subscribe and you'll get a notification. Hey, there's a new After 9 podcast. Download it while you're on Works Wi-Fi, hopefully, and stream it whenever you want at your own convenience. And if you are a new listener to After 9, thanks a lot. Leave us a review in the uh, App Store. Uh, that's all I got for today, Kat. Yep. See ya. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.